Welcome to IntelliCast. I am Brian Peterson. This episode is brought to you by EMI Research Solutions. If you want to get a hold of the podcast, you can email us at IntelliCast at EMI-RS.com or on Twitter at EMI underscore research or IntelliCast1 on Twitter. Uh, if you want to leave, a, leave us a voicemail or a text message, you can leave it at 513-401-5463. Joining me today is Tony Brown, B2B sample expert and winner of the most beautiful family photo on a Christmas card for at least the last six years. Tony, <laughs> welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much, Brian. So people are probably wondering, I never start the podcast. They're probably wondering, where's Brian Lamar? So we might as well get that, let that cat out of the bag right now, shouldn't we? We should. Okay. Brian had, Brian was presented a once in a lifetime opportunity to go back to full service. So, and he jumped at it. So he left EMI and left, left the podcast in my semi-capable hands. Uh, more than capable. But yes, we uh, we will certainly miss Brian. Very happy for him. I've known yes. Brian for uh, about a decade now, and uh, he's done a tremendous amount of things here for EMI. He's been and really changed the game in terms of how we uh, back up what we've known for years with a lot of a lot of great analytics and, and science, and I've been able to really uh, you know promote our brand. So, and I've, I've learned a lot from him just in terms of. Uh, both personally and professionally. So it's, it's been a real game changer to have him and, and just to know him for as long as we did. But uh certainly wish the best for him. Super happy for him and the opportunity. Yeah, same here. Um, there were a few years where it was like him and I on an island. And so it, it, it's a little bittersweet. So I'm happy for him, but he is going to be missed. Very much so. Well, I'll do, I'll do the best I can here to, okay. to, to fill in on this one. Yeah. So that kind of leads into kind of how this is going to look for at least for the next couple months is we are going to have some rotating guests co-hosts join me. So you graciously volunteered to be the first guinea pig, I guess, on this test. <laughs> yep. Uh, glad to do it. And uh, hopefully I uh, hopefully I do it justice. Yeah. Oh, you will. You've been on. You do a great job when you join. <laughs> Should we jump right into some market research news? Yes, please. All right. It has been a busy couple of weeks for YouGov. Uh, they completed their acquisition of the GFK European panels. Um, for those who need a reminder, GFK had to sell those panels to meet some competition laws with their ongoing merger with NIQ. Um, it increases YouGov's panels in Europe. And besides that, they have also acquired Chicago-based KnowledgeHound, who is a survey data management solution provider. The move will enhance YouGov's Crunch Survey Analytics platform and add analysis and data visualization functionality to offer deep dives into complex survey data, productization of reports for brands. What do you think about that? The busy couple weeks for YouGov. Yeah, busy couple weeks there. Uh, I was I was uh, curious to, to hear about KnowledgeHound. I, you know, I saw uh, one of KnowledgeHound's founders, Christy Zolke, speak at a conference a couple of years back. I think it was a Quirks. Maybe it's better an IIEX. I can't remember, but uh, you know, she's a former Procter and Gamble Insights professional, so uh, kind of right there in our in our backyard in Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I was really impressed with their analytics platform at that time, and so I can't imagine the past couple of years how much that's grown. And they also seem like a company ripe for acquisition, frankly, um, by one of the bigger players, just because of their unique way of doing things. So 
I'm not surprised that we're continuing to see acquisitions like this in the space. I'm not either. And um, for people, if you're listening now, we actually just put up a blog about some trends that we think we'll see in 2024. And one of them is increased merger and acquisitions compared to last year. We know some of that venture capital kind of dried up throughout the year. So mergers, the mergers and acquisitions were a little slow last year. I don't, I don't think that's going to be the case this year. I think they're going to pick right back up. I mean, we saw this now. YouGov already made one. It was the first two weeks of the year. Yeah, right. No, I think uh, yeah, we've seen that not just in the MR space, but uh, just in general. I know a lot of private equity uh, spend was down quite a bit last year. Uh, and if you're, you know, if you pay attention to any of that kind of world, and a lot of what we do spills into some of that in terms of research and into that realm. So, so we certainly saw some some slowdown there just across the board. So it certainly did impact market research too. And I, I agree with you though. I think we'll start to see that ramp back up here this year. Yeah. Our next story is that Norstat has announced it has completed its integration of Panelbase, whom it acquired back in 2023. As part of the integration, the Panelbase name is going to go away, and they are going to be going by Norstat going forward. Norstat now boasts a proprietary panel of 3 million respondents across 19 countries in Europe. Yeah, we've known both of these companies uh, for years. Um, Historically, we've worked more closely, I would say, with Panelbase. Directly as opposed to, you know, uh, compared to Norstat as a solid resource of UK consumer and, and B2B sample. And if any of you are familiar with that name, Panelbase, you might also remember that uh, they lost their founder, Angus Webb, to COVID a few years back. And, and that really rattled me uh, because that was the first person, unfortunately, one of the only people in my network, either personal or professional, who had, had passed from COVID. But I remember that being one of the, certainly one of the first as, as the pandemic was really starting to take the world. And and so that was very, very tragic. Angus was, was a great, great guy. It was such a loss, not only to them, but, but also the research community. But uh, uh, I was, it, it's, I've always had a, you know, my heart goes out to, to it did go out to panel base there. And I've always been fond of just regardless of what they're doing in the industry and how they were able to keep moving forward and, and serving the, you know, the research community. You know, we saw um, Norstad acquired the Nordic panel user needs also a couple of years back. Yep. So they're obviously still in that growth mode. So really happy that um, that, that company is still flourishing. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing where this uh, this new acquisition goes. Uh, I know, like you said, it was sort of mid last year, I think. But um, as they really folded in completely and uh, more adopted the Norstat name, we'll see how, how things go. But I still look at that to be a, a huge quality uh, UK asset. Yeah. I between that and the YouGov completing their GFK acquisitions, there's a lot of change in just the European sample market in 19 days into the new year. Quite a bit. I mean, yeah, most, I haven't done the research here, but I'd say most of the acquisitions and mergers you hear about in the research space happen in more U.S.-based companies. So interesting to see a lot of European companies coming together um, in that same way. Right. Our next story FlexMR has launched a new generative AI-based text analytics analytics tool called TextMR within its Insights Hub platform. Before I get into some details, I feel like we're going to have a lot of these new AI tool stories. Um, we might have to have some theme music for the AI section going forward. <laughs> what would that look like? And, and would we use AI to uh, to create that? I, I think we, we can. I have seen some AI like music creating things, so maybe we, we can should. use that. <laughs> um, yeah. 
anyways, back to this. Um, the insight, the integ- the integrated qual quant research platform adds the new tool that will complement its quant analytic analysis tool, the num- numbers MR, and their reporting product, Activate MR. Um, with the new text MR, you can work with a large range of data sets from as little as 50 responses and will analyze text and generate Insight Hub survey MR and question board MR tools, as well as forums and communities. The results are displayed in an interactive dashboard that allow you to kind of dig in further. Yeah, I mean, like we said, we'll only see stories like this one continue to increase as uh, AI permeates the, the market research space. So they're leveraging uh, generative AI to help analyze and code qualitative responses and provide uh, summaries for researchers to to use for reporting. So this is one of those great examples, another great example of, you know, people, you know, obviously the, you know, big concern out there with AI is, oh, my gosh, this is going to replace me. My job is going away. Uh, and this is one area where it's really not really replacing humans. It's really just helping humans do their job better and faster. Right. So, you know, this is a, obviously a great fit for that kind of you know, still allowing researchers to use their expertise uh, and their knowledge, but, you know, using tools to help speed up some of that, I don't want to call it busy work, but some of that really labor intensive work uh, and get results and insights back faster to their clients. So right. perfect and application we, for it. And we know everyone wants it back faster. So. Yep. I'm going to throw you a little curveball on this. Um, looking at, we know there's going to be a rise in AI tools, whether it is text analytics tools or you name it, there's probably going to be an AI tool for that. Is this going to be, are the AI tools going to be the new arms race around like data quality tools where in the last few years we saw the rise of research defender and a couple of others that are really competing to be the industry standard. Are we going to, are we in that early stage now with AI tools and someone is going to rise up and be that industry standard for an AI tool? I think so. And I think it'll still take a while. Uh, I think we're a ways off from becoming really, really mainstream to, you know, for a lot of people to, to get comfortable enough with it to, to rely on it. I mean, we're certainly always worried about quality or concerned about quality in this in this industry. I think I predict it'll be more like this application here, using it more on the back end to help help prove out things, help assemble things, help summarize things, uh, code things maybe uh, faster. I think from a quality perspective, I know there's we're already seeing from our clients a lot of concern of, hey, we're looking at a lot of these open ends. We think they might be AI generated. So yep. there'll be some of that backlash of, you know, the, the, the negative side of AI and just creeping into surveys. But we can also apply that to, yes, uh, verifying quality. And so I think it will come in your right. Like in any new industry or any new technology, there's a lot of initial players. You know, some will shake out, some will lose funding, some won't, won't prove out to be effective. Others will be, you know, a, a true, uh, you know, disruptor and innovator and, and step out. So we'll start to see some of that adoption, similar to what panels were in general. Online panels back in back in the day, we saw, you know, some were good, some were some were bad, uh, some yeah. were, were great at one point, they kind of fell apart. And now we're seeing as that as the industry certainly has matured. Now we're starting to see a lot of merger and acquisition, uh, but still seeing a lot of uh, of new innovation coming out. So I think AI will be the same way. It'll be a lot of probably initial players and, and a lot of researchers trying to understand the good, the bad, the ugly there what's trustworthy, what's working, what's scalable, that's going to be the key too. Um, and then, you know, we'll start to see that plateau like we do a lot of things. But yeah, it's I think the, the initial application will be more in the back-end analytics and we'll certainly see as it starts to mature uh, more on the front end. 
Yeah. I'm just going to go back to touch on what you said about like the AI generated responses. Mary Draper on our team actually did a blog about that in October last year, talking about like, do we need to be worried about, we always look for the poor responses like, oh, misspelling, swear words, like it's obviously English isn't your first language. Mm -hmm. We have to be on the lookout for the ones that are too good now. Like that, that's a problem that we didn't want to have. Exactly. You know, a lot of uh, today, I think if people are using, say, for example, chat GPT to go, hey, create a open ended response. A lot of that is almost too wordy, too involved, too detailed. That's sort of a red flag. But also, you know, we can do a lot of things programmatically to prevent copy and paste. If somebody who's, you know, chat GPT may spell out a great response to an open ended question. Uh, but nobody's going to take the time to just type that word for word. They're going to copy, paste, and move on. So there's ways to prevent even that kind of thing from happening That uh, and even, today. Even if we'll, – I'm assuming we're going to start to see some bots created using – leveraging that. And I know internally we've talked about, well, what is a way that you can do that? Asking it, asking any sort of feelings. We know ChatGPT is like, I don't have feelings. I'm a robot. <laughs> we don't – right there, that's the red flag. Yeah, exactly. All right. And our final story today, the Insights Association has announced four new members to its board of directors. They are Kia Fuentes of Ebony Marketing Systems, Microsoft's Barry Jennings, and friends of the podcast, Katie Gross at Suzy and Jim Lane from Directions. We just want to extend our congratulations to everyone. Yeah, congrats to those folks. It's always good to welcome new leadership to the Insights Association. I've gotten to know Ty through her leadership uh, in MRX Pro's community. I'm really happy for her uh, in this new area as well. Um, I don't know Barry, but obviously coming from Microsoft, I'm confident he'll be you know, a great addition to the Insights Association, adding you know his perspective from such a large global brand like that. I, I do know of, of Katie and, of course, Jim, so really happy for all of them. Looking forward to seeing how they'll help lead the association this year. Yeah, and I know that we've mentioned Katie. She normally would text Brian within like an hour of this episode going out. So I'm wondering <laughs> if I'm going to get an email now from her. We'll see. We'll see if we'll she's see. still listening. We'll see, yeah. Um, so that wraps us up for today. I want to thank everyone for for listening, and we will be back here in a couple of weeks with episode two. Tony, thanks for joining. Thanks for having me. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.